Hi everybody, welcome back to the P10P. Today we are going to talk about how to read an article and then how to write a literature review. As advanced practice nurses, you're going to need to survey the literature in order to stay up to date on current evidence-based practice. So often, many readers will read an abstract and stop with the conclusions of the abstract, failing to read the complete article for everything that's in it. But the ability to read and comprehend the article is so necessary in order to understand the full breadth of the study and its implications. Just because an article gets published does not make it valuable, nor does it mean that you should change your practice because of its conclusions. So you have to decide in appraising the value of the article whether the findings are strong enough to change practice on your own. My students are writing literature reviews as an assignment, and in this assignment, you're going to demonstrate your ability to review the research articles by selecting an article and then review it for your classmates. You can kind of think of this as a brown bag lunch that you would do in a journal club at work because it's something that you're going to continue to do for the rest of your career. So first, let's talk about how to select an article. Articles should be less than five years old. Generally, anything over five years old is not considered evidence-based practice because there's the possibility of new evidence, replaced evidence, or disproven evidence. It should be in a peer-reviewed journal, and I have a list of excellent peer-reviewed journals on Blackboard for you to survey, but certainly this is not the only list that you could choose from. You essentially just want to make sure that you're using peer-reviewed journals, not open access journals. Open access journals are essentially pay for publication articles, and there's no peer review process in this. Ideally, in this assignment, you wanna pick a research article, not a review article. So non-experimental articles, editorials, and reviews are not gonna be good options for this because it gives you a limited amount to review, assess, discuss, etc. And then finally, the article that you use should be a similar demographic to your patient population. This means you should be looking at articles about first world industrialized countries, such as the United States, Canada, Europe. They should be outpatients because that's the group that we're studying in primary care pediatrics. And obviously they should be pediatric patients. There might be cases where you're stepping away from this a little bit, like maybe using the emergency department or urgent care or some kind of inpatient evidence that has outpatient implications. That would be perfectly fine, but just making sure that you're keeping your own patient population in mind so that you can draw it back to your own experience. And if there are any questions about whether your article is appropriate for the literature review in this class, just let me know and I can take a look at it and help you decide whether it would be a good article to share with us. Next, let's talk about how to read an article. You should have taken a research class by now in your program. And so go back to what you learned about statistics. Go back to what you learned about study design and then use your own experience and your knowledge from this class to pick apart the article. Here's what I suggest. After you've selected the article, you're gonna read through it completely one time, making some notes to yourself in your head about interesting features of the article. Then you're gonna take a break for a few minutes and read the article a second time, 
but this time with a red pen, noting strengths and weaknesses and implications of the study. Ask yourself questions about the author's methods, results, statistical analysis, and whether the conclusions support a practice change for you. You could ask yourself specific questions as you're reading each section. What is the study population? Is it similar to mine? Was the study sample size large enough to be generalizable to a greater population? What would make the study sample stronger? What kind of study was this? What was the design? Was it a cohort study, a retrospective analysis, a randomized control trial? So often my students think that randomized control trials are infallible, but there are many different types of studies that can yield really valuable results in the literature. So I invite you to look for different kinds of articles that might give us just as wonderful generalizable results. Then ask yourself, what were the methods? Were there biases in the study design that would create an inherent inadequacy and then therefore skew the results? And then think about this could be intentional or unintentional. The limitations section of the article is generally a good place to find things like this. And then think about what statistical methods were used to analyze the results. Are these consistent with your knowledge of statistics as a valid and reliable method to analyze the outcome? I really want you to wow me with your understanding of statistics here, showing that you know what should have been done to measure the result and whether it is valid and reliable. What did the authors conclude in the findings of the study? Were these conclusions based on enough substantive evidence from the study that we can implement changes in practice? Or is future research needed to validate the findings? Are there weaknesses in the study that should give us pause when considering a practice change? You might even decide to read the article a third time just to really cement the fact that you understand what the authors were looking for and the strengths and weaknesses of the article. So now you've read the article several times, you've made notes about the important aspects, and you're ready to write the review. Before you sit down with pen and paper or with computer and keyboard, I usually recommend taking a break. This can be really important because it helps with your ability to write a synopsis, which is the first part, in your own words. You're gonna start with a brief introduction of the study and talk about what the authors were researching and what methods were used in their research. This is gonna be about a paragraph. I often see students copy paste the abstract into their literature review, which is not okay. The synopsis should be in your own words. You might use some keywords like retrospective analysis or cohort study design, but overall the synopsis should be in your own words. Plagiarism from the original article is dishonest and is not accepted. Then in the next paragraph, you're going to discuss the study findings and the statistical analysis. Give us justification as to whether or not the results of the study were valuable and what the implications of the study showed. You're going to highlight strengths and weaknesses of the article as it relates to the sample, methods, statistical analysis, results, and conclusions. Remember that when we're writing about an article, it's always going to go in the past tense because the study has been conducted and now you are still reviewing something that's in the past. In your third paragraph, you're going to talk about the level and the strength of the evidence based on the Johns Hopkins Nursing Evidence-Based Practice Tool, which is provided on Blackboard. 
And then lastly, you're going to relate the article back to your practice as a nurse practitioner. Did you ever experience a similar patient in clinic where this research would have answered a clinical question you had? How might this article change your practice as it relates to your patient population? Make it personal and bring it home to relate it to your personal practice for us. As you're completing your literature review assignment, using secondary sources to support your claims can be very effective. Perhaps there was another similar study that either supported or refuted the conclusions of your article. Or maybe there's evidence in support or against a type of treatment, statistical test, etc., that may strengthen your commentary on the take-home points. Remember to use APA format in both your in-text citations and your reference page. Overall, your literature review should be about one page. After you post your literature review, your classmates are going to read the original article, then read your literature review, and provide substantive commentary about it. Perhaps they had a similar situation in clinical where they completely understand what you're going through. Maybe they found other evidence in support of what you found. Or maybe they completely disagree with you. And as they read the article, their understanding of the statistical analysis, the methods, the results and conclusions points to something completely opposite, where they feel like we can't really support a practice change based on this evidence. Feel free to go back and forth and play devil's advocate. You could use other articles to support what you're saying. But remember, this is how the real world works. This is how you're going to share current evidence-based practice with your colleagues. It's important for you to be able to analyze and judge the merits of a research article in your own words. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll really look forward to seeing this discussion with you all on Blackboard. And remember that you're doing this for the kids.